Um, first off, I would just like to personally thank you, Matthew. That is your real name, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I only you. know you as Matt, but wouldn't it be great if it was Metholomew? Metholomew, like something, something fucking <laughs> the whitest shit you've ever heard. You know? Yes, I wish it was. I wish your name was Matt Vonte. Then we Ooh. can really get somewhere. You know? <laughs> you allowed me because I because I I'm not I'm not even through season two yet in the rewatch, which is only hap- not even rewatch my first watch. I would have probably never seen this episode. And my life would have been duller for it. <laughs> Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. I am so I'm so glad you say this. I have done quite a few things in my short time on this earth, but I am thankful that this is one of them, and that is not a one joke. of them. One that of is... them before now was not seeing Howie Howie Long. Howie, Howie Long. Long was not seeing <laughs> Howie Mandel. <laughs> Howie Mandel. Oh my god! As in a like an Prince Austin Powers, co- a suit. Prince cosplayer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is Prince too. Shit. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to Lois and Clark to the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex, and I am joined once again by Cavante Chillis. How are you, sir? I'm making it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm having Mary, a great, I'm having Mary a great time. Merry Miximus to you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Howie Mandel, super excited that it's him, so I can just say Howie Mandel because I cannot pronounce this character's name, <laughs> even with the Smallville version, which is the easier way to say it. How how do they say it on small? Because like okay, we're talking Mister. Just give it a shot. Mixes yeah. Pitlick. Mixes. Oh Lord. So oh, oh, I should have sent this to you. All right, I'm gonna send this to you right now. So okay, the other day, um, I'm Facebook friends with Mike Carlin, which is not um, who was the um, writer group editor for Superman for many years, um, which is not a, a brag. He'll be Facebook friends with anybody that friends him. <laughs> but he posted the other day this like little editor's note. In a in a mixy oh comic. Oh my god, this is awesome! That is mix. Yes, pedal ick. Yeah, sorry, I just sent that to a group and not to you privately. But anyway, <laughs> but it is it is the pronunciation, and it's mix yes piddle mix yes piddle Okay, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly how they say it in this episode. They do now. Maybe it's just because I've said it three times now, so that's the right way to say He's it. He's gonna appear behind you now, Matt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, but um, the the whole episode, I'm like Piddle. Like I've never I've never quite like caught that like Piddle is in there, but that is in the comic book pronunciation. And like they were checking in with DC Comics at the time, not as much yeah. as I would have liked them to, frankly. <laughs> but um, in order to use this character, I'm sure DC would have sent them this like phonetic pronunciation of like if you're gonna yeah. do it. This is how you fucking like. Don't screw this up, you know. It's the yeah. So it's the yes. It's the yes for me. I feel like Smallville just said Mixelpitalik. I think they did. Okay, I think you're right. But it's mix yes pitalik. Okay. And they do a whole like cartoon explanation of the pronunciation in the in the animated series. Okay. That I don't quite re- remember, but there's like spit in it and stuff. Like they <laughs> they do a different version of it too. So it's just everyone's. Everything's fucked, but But whatever. once again, if if you wonderful, wonderful people listening, if you just hear me say Howie Mandel, <laughs> yeah. because it's 
can, can, can we do we can we curse on this podcast? Am I? Oh yeah. Am I oh, like, welcome to fucking Metropolis, oh my dude. God, yeah, go for it. Fucking Howie Mandel. It's funny if anybody's ever heard me on their podcast, they know I do everything in my power not to curse. It's the kids, man. No, but, no. no. Howie it's, Mandel. This is this is prime time in the nineties, man. Go for <laughs> it. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, okay, can I can I ask you an, an honest like an adult question? Absolutely. What's up? Should I know? Who Howie Mandel is besides the host of some things and Mixes Pitlick? No. No. Okay. And, okay. So That's he's a, just like around? Yeah, well see, I was is this is this is Black Wave, Matt. This is actually <laughs> <laughs> what I was terrified of coming into this conversation with. I was like, surely Matholomew knows who this guy nothing. is. I knew nothing about this man. Well, okay, so speaking of since he comes in so early in the episode, I, I, I yes. guess I guess we can go ahead and talk about him. I didn't catch who he was in the beginning. I was kind like of like the actor. You mean? Yeah, I was kind of taken okay. back by the the '96 special effects. Yeah, he's spinning around and everyone's kind of like just accepting it because it's season four of Lois and Clark. And I'm like, okay, yeah, talking about fifth dimensional barrier. Yeah. And I saw him and I was like, who is that guy? I've seen him before. <laughs> I don't know. And I actually paused my HBO Max. Thank God it's on there now because I didn't have to pay YouTube for it anymore. Um. And I go to IMDb and I'm like, deal or no deal? Howie Mandel? That's who that is. And he even asked in wow. this episode, do you want to make a deal? Which is what he wow. said. Wow. <laughs> but deal or, deal, like, deal or no deal wasn't a thing yet, right? No, it was it, it, 2000s, like 2005 like or six. That's so This is about a good 10 nuts. years before. And a That's lot of fun. hair loss because. Yeah, well, yeah. He was, he was curls. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like he's like Doctor Evil bald now. Like there's yes. yeah. yeah. But man, you know, it, I I had never seen him act outside of hosting the show. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. And then I, I have a huge bomb to drop on you, but keep going. I thought he was outstanding. I did too. He, he like he I think really he's made the episode great. <laughs> yep. I think he's doing it like you. So they they wrote the episode hoping that they could get Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, oh no! God. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, see, I'm getting messed up. Okay. Gilbert Gottfried voiced him in the animated series. They wanted to get Wallace Shawn, who is the this. He was the guy with the poison cups in Princess Bride. Oh, he's in a million fucking things. But yeah, like, that's the most iconic. Yeah, they wanted to get him, which is like perfect. You look at the comic and you're like, that's him. You know, put him yeah. in the little orange and purple suit. That's an imp. You're there. <laughs> um, I don't know how how Mandel got involved ultimately but no. it's just like you know you start with the wish list and you get lower and lower and lower <laughs> on the wish list, you know like that type of deal eventually um, you're at five below buying a switch accessory you know like <laughs> exactly exactly and that's that's what we've got the switch accessory of people but i think he does a great job the bomb i have to drop on you is that he voiced gizmo the mogwai in gremlins and gremlins 2 the new bat well that is a bomb and Fucking as a person who has dealt with quite a few bombs in my life this is the biggest <laughs> one are you kidding me? I wasn't Isn't that insane? I don't just, just I need say to, you kidding. Now I just need to go back and just look at all this guy's catalog. I'm like, this guy is more than just deal or no deal. Incredible. Anyway, or, so that's or a that's, cosplayer. That's Howie Long. He's recently had COVID. Howie Mandel. Howie Long. God damn it. <laughs> you know what it is too? Howie Long did Radio Shack commercials with Terry Hatcher like right after the show ended. So like oh, that's kind of. I, 
That's great. I've got Terry Hatcher brain on, so that's that's where hey, I am right now. It's not a bad place to have your brain at, man. Anyway, anyway, welcome to the Howie Mandel show. Yes, yeah, I thought you were gonna say Howie Long one more time. <laughs> no, 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 he's good. Let, let's let let me set up the episode here real quick. Yeah. Um, if you haven't guessed, folks, we're talking four eleven. <laughs> Twas the night before Miximus, our last Christmas episode for the series. It's so exciting. It's an honor. Um, first aired. Who else would I get than <laughs> podcasts own Santa Claus? You know. <laughs> Um, first aired December 15th, right in the, right in the sweet spot there, 1996, uh, written by friend of the show, Tim Minear, and directed by Mike Viger, Vijar, Viger, he, he, it's, it's the thing in, in Star Trek, the motion picture, <laughs> Mike Viger, um, Tim Minear, who of course went on to do Angel and Firefly and is now in, um, Ryan Murphy world of, of all the American horror story shows and, uh, 911, 911, Lone Star, all that stuff. Um, but here, this is his second episode, second of three that he writes for the series. He was also the story editor at the time. And um, the last time this show gets to introduce a straight up comic book character and a villain, no less. Oh. So this is a thing that he comes in uh, wanting to do. He wants to make it as authentic to the, the um, character, the comic as possible. And at the time, we, we've kind of been discussing this on and off this season, but like, seemingly DC could couldn't like veto a story idea, but they could veto using their character. So if they had come to them, if you know Tim Minear or, or the Lois and Clark folks had come to them and been like, "We want to do a fifth dimensional imp, but he talks like this, and his name is this, and whatever," they would not let them call it Mixius Pitlick. So like, they probably had to had to go along with like a few bullet points of character description essentially to keep on model quote unquote gotcha, to okay. use Mixie. and that's that's what they did here and tim knew how to do it because he's a comic book character or a comic book fan and he yeah. wants he wants to use this character so why not so for me like the outfit is nuts the effects are horrible but yeah. like it still feels like this pain in the ass little imp that we've seen in other superman stuff i mean like what what was your exposure to Mixie before this episode <laughs> smallville Okay. Trip. <laughs> Horrible episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking terrible episode where he comes in and like is like rigging college or high school he's football like, he's games. Like a bookie, yeah. Yeah. He's like messing and with Chloe. Money off it. Yeah. yeah. No, um that's about it. I, I I'm pretty sure in one of my watches of the animated series as a kid, I probably have seen him and did not know mm-hmm. who he was, so I didn't remember sure. him because I was like, I don't know this guy. But no, uh, unfortunately, uh in my in my as I'm realizing, seemingly very shallow and new Superman fandom, uh, it's just Smallville, really. But uh, no, yeah. But what it, a gateway drug it's been for you, you know? Man, like... it is. It, yeah, I I I went straight to the black tar comic book stuff, you know, um, <laughs> because I am three podcast in. I am like I'm all about it now, man. You guys got me hooked. I, am I know. Literally, why they make those commercials? Well, no. Don't even take. Yeah. Uh, and it's Christmas, so look, yeah, he, you know, you, you, you very graciously called me um, the Santa Claus of podcast, and and I, and I, I just want to clarify that for people, this is not an insult. I am not in, no, I'm, oh, I'm not, no, no, I'm not insulting oh, you because everyone says they love Christmas, but I just want you to know, I love Christmas more. And this isn't, this isn't <laughs> a bad thing. I know, I respect your love. Just know that mine is more. As fact. much holly and pudding is in his heart, he will fight you on that. So. I, and I'm trained. Yeah, and yeah, I'm very trained. And he will win. <laughs> I'm a very large Christmas lover, uh, but um, 
<laughs> no, yeah, no, it opens up, man, and I'm getting to see Lois Clark, who are married now, didn't didn't have that happen when I was last on the show. Yeah, spoilers. They That's get great. <laughs> they get married, didn't know that. You will <laughs> you will never in a million years guess how they get married. It's such a terrible episode, but oh, their they wedding do get episode married. is terrible. Well, I don't want to go into another episode. Awful. It's such a bummer. <laughs> when, like, all I love about the show is their relationship and how we get to see, like, kind of the whole expanse of them up to children, essentially. Yeah. Um, but just the wedding episode itself is just so... <laughs> gut-wrenchingly bad that it's just like you squint through the whole thing to just be like "Ah, and we're married okay great (laughs) one of the reasons why it's like planning a wedding in many ways yeah (laughs) that's why i didn't do it (laughs) it's just it's a certificate means the same thing man yeah i'd I'd like to plan a a cavante wedding frankly (laughs) just run to the courthouse get done in 22 minutes man yeah yep but I, i i think the reason that i know i'm going to continue to watch this show is because I thoroughly enjoy their relationship. This show, I and like I've only watched, you know, I watched, I haven't watched. Just, I think there's what 87 episodes total. Uh, yeah, something like that. I probably w- watched under a like, hundred. I probably watched like ten or fifteen at this point. Okay. And every time, I am just like surprised at how little they need to do Superman stuff for me to still enjoy the show. For you to care, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And- and yet they do the Superman stuff really well in this episode. Yeah. And like he's doing it. Like, oh, God, it's so good. Let's get into it. Yeah. Before we do, we have to talk a little ratings watch here. Like, okay. I, I like to kind of keep track of the the ratings for the show as it goes because they reached a, a series high in season three in a wonderful episode where she gets superpowers. She, like, they transfer to her. Okay. Basically for an episode. Um, and, at, well, I won't spoil it for you. But, um, <laughs> And they're like they're riding high. They're they're gearing up for a wedding that doesn't quite happen in season three. But like they're they're doing all that stuff. And then there's there's one particular storyline that when you get to it, you'll know is the turn, and they just lose people from there. The episode before this, um, well, two episodes ago in November twenty fourth, so right around Thanksgiving, presumably, yeah. they have twelve point six million viewers. Wow, that is a horrible episode with Drew Carey. And what's her name? Kathy Kenny from the Drew Carey show? Former Marine brother, Drew Carey. <laughs> really? Drew Carey's a Marine, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Don't have yeah, time no, for that. The greatest Marine Corps squad is myself, Drew Carey, Adam Driver, and Shaggy. There you go. All Shaggy? Marines. Yeah, it wasn't me. All Marines. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I want it to be Shaggy the singer or Matthew Lillard voicing Shaggy, but I, like either way. Um, uh, so two episodes before, 12.6. The, episode, uh, the week before this, 12.2. Mm. This episode, 11.1. We lost a million viewers between last week and this week. Man. And I'm so sorry to say that this is the last time that they will have double digits, a million viewers. The next episode goes down to eight point something, and it just it basically falls from there. It's oh, tough. No. So like this is the beginning of the end. I I still get blown away. Merry Christmas. Yes, yeah, I still get blown away hearing ratings before the internet. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like man, Arrow would have killed for twelve million. Right, <laughs> and it's like. What well, um I think Smallville the pilot debuted to like six or seven million on mm-hmm. the WB and the WB is like oh fuck run it for a hundred years this is amazing you know <laughs> we don't we, we don't even have to make money <laughs> just keep it going but, but yeah and, and now in fairness like even if 
eight million was still impressive for ABC or like yeah. they were happy with it. It is like such a very clear decline for the rest of the season that it's just like, oh, there's no pulling up from the you know, like oh. we're fucked. Yeah. So it's very understandable why it does. Sorry, in the theme of Christmas, everybody, I've got a head cold and my voice is horrible. So well, the I'm, getting, of the episode I'm getting is, into the winter spirit. It's about losing hope, you know. So Exactly. <laughs> That's all it is to it. Losing hope, losing vocal cords, whatever it takes. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> yes, let's finally jump into the episode. <laughs> Twenty minutes in, um, I thought the backlot looks great. This was your first, I assume, viewing of Lois and Clark since you've been to the Warner Brothers backlot. Did yeah, it, did it feel smaller to you in any way? I was seriously spending the entire time looking at the backgrounds to see if I could catch the things that I had been shown during a studio tour, and like, it's just, it, it I don't know, it, those things that like awoken this. Uh, interest in how things are made for me more so than it was before you know and uh no it was really cool yeah i did i did i did see things i was like that's probably not real <laughs> that's probably not real either but uh no it was it was definitely cool man um yeah just checking out was cool it's fun because this whole episode all the areas that they use they really just dressed up their new york street there which is like where the daily planet was and the two streets leading away from it okay so like and that's where we were like was, yeah Sorry, peek behind the curtain, everybody. Yes. I was on the tour with Cavante recently. Yes, we have met in the flesh finally. <laughs> and other friends of the show, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so it's like literally just this little area, and I was watching this episode going like, oh my God, we were there for yeah. all of these things. So like it's 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 cool. So like you you walked these streets, you know? That's pretty dope. <laughs> um, but I thought I thought it looked awesome. Like they've got big trees obstructing stuff that would usually look small, and it's just like... It's perfect. And I'm pretty sure every one of the Lois and Clark Christmas episodes starts with, like, them walking down the street, him giddy as shit, and her just, like, humbug Lois, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that I knew I was going to love this episode was in the beginning, I was like, this feels very much like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and then basically every good Hallmark movie just stole this idea. You know? Yeah. Just the repeating loop of really learning about the true meaning of Christmas, except this is about <laughs> hope and and I just, I don't know, it's just, it was, it was great. I, I love Clark's just giddiness for Christmas. Like, yep. he's Superman, and he still gets excited about Christmas. So, and it's just, I can yep. be in my 30s and still get excited about Christmas and not feel weird. Superman does. <laughs> yeah, Superman's fine with it. And I, I like that it's it's consistent. Maybe we've talked about this in other, maybe the last episode you were on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like that his his enjoyment of Christmas, his just, like, childhood wonder of it. Yeah. Is consistent across other media like even smallville clark who like you know is dealing with feelings and secrets and lies and stuff is into christmas um the animated series clark like is still like trying to x-ray his presence but they're lead foil so he can't see you know like it's just like <laughs> i i love that it's always always true to him um and i like this idea of like introducing you know like lois looking around like what what do you see i don't know greed and corruption and whatever yeah like, oh, i see magic and i'm just like fucking <laughs> i love perfect. it i love it perfect Setup. This is a writer that is more qualified for the show than it deserves, but knows how to use the show to his advantage, you know? Yeah, no, props props to the writer. Just just a guess for him a little bit. This was one of the most and this is probably because just recent recently with Superman, it's been kind of a mixed bag of what you're gonna get with him. Sure. Um this was this in the last episode that I was on with you, um, I felt this was like <laughs> genuinely like this is how Superman would react in these situations. And I never yep. once felt like this is just him trying to be edgy. Like everything was just about him being like, yeah, this dude just like loves people, never gives up, inspires, big on hope. And it's not like 
like a joke, <laughs> you know, like yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's exactly. genuine. I think that's the best way. It's genuine. It's also so for and maybe I've maybe I bring this up every year for the Christmas episode, but like there there is some like just like American icons that have been created by this country, you know, character wise, and and he is up there with Santa Claus as far as like recognizability, and of yeah. course, you know, Santa Claus is a riff on. Say Nicholas and, and yeah. whatever else, yeah. but like just that, like that Coca-Cola bottle version mm-hmm. of Santa Claus is is innately American, and I love in episodes like this where just like those worlds kind of come together a little yeah. bit. Not to be American propagandist or anything, but it's just like <laughs> I wouldn't that's know cool. anything like, about that. Is, Matt. Yeah, I wouldn't know yeah, exactly. anything about American propaganda. <laughs> but, but it's just like in in a in a I I think peace on earth way or just like at least iconography way i'm like Mm -hmm. that's cool when those two things kind of come together and do it in a in a story that's that's enjoyable like this yeah anyway so they're walking down the street lois can't figure out if she should give brie to the mayor's baby or not or whatever (laughs) (laughs) he's super they're all they're having everybody their parents at least his parents and then like perry and jimmy i think yeah over to their house for christmas dinner gonna be real low-key whatever he superheroes a fire at the children's hospital. Off he goes, mm-hmm. just in time for the Salvation Army bucket that Santa's <laughs> like getting donations from to start like shaking like a genie lamp, and out comes, you know, Howie Mandel dressed Howie like Prince, Mandel, like you said, dressed like Prince, <laughs> talking um, about fifth dimensions. <laughs> it's immediately, just amazing. immediately crazy. Immediately, like so beyond what we've seen on the show before, like they've done crazy shit. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, that's new. You know, <laughs> like we, we've never really dealt with like, quote unquote magic like this before. Okay. So, so it's fun. Yeah. No, he, he, he shows up immediately. starts talking about fifth dimensions. I, I can't, I can't compare anyone else speaking so fast about their, about anything important to them. It's almost like when you meet me, you're going to hear from my kids in about five minutes. Like <laughs> he, and he, like I just everyone's looking I'm like uh he's like where's he at he's like who fucking who yeah you, you, what do you and then <laughs> the little the little practical trick of him kind of floating and hovering <laughs> clearly on wires it's so silly I didn't even think he was like wired I thought forth. he was just kind of bobbing behind a desk oh that too <laughs> when you can't see their feet they're on like a little seesaw thing that just kind of like moves it's, them around it's, it's really fun I I did, I had pictured in my mind. Like, there's one shot where he's, like, standing behind a desk or a table, and he's kind of doing a little bob thing. Little, little weave. Or yeah. at the bar, maybe. I'm imagining. Do you remember that little, like, fitness thing? It had, like, the ball with the little yes. step. I, I imagine, like, kind of balancing on it. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to see Howie Mandel balancing on an exercise ball. <laughs> it, it's kind of, Yeah, it, it's that same effect, totally. But, like, just imagine the, the grips off camera just, like, heaving this thing back and forth <laughs> and trying to make it look... Authentic. They've done it with Superman before too, when he's just kind of like hovering there, but you don't see his feet. Yeah. I'm doing so much practical work for you on this audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for me. I get to see it. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> straight up like interdimensional imp. They're not shying away from any of the craziness of yeah. this. He's here to chase Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's a little weird or different from the comic book character is he's not like three feet tall. And he's not in the orange and purple, or sometimes just like a purple, like actual business suit, suit. Um, but other, they did their own riff on the costume. But otherwise, I think it's like well, straight out of the comic. Did they try to? Because like I feel like at the bar, they made him look really small, because he's hovering at oh. the bar to not even because he's not sitting there. It looks like right. he's hovering. 
He, yeah, because he doesn't have a touching, stool. Is, yeah, his is feet were touching the ground. Yeah. So I assume they were saying he was really small, but then they never make no, him fall again. I thought the whole deal was just like showing that he was flying, maybe. But but right. yeah, I don't know. If they did, it wasn't super effective throughout yeah. the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I did notice right away here. Like, there's some sound effects that are either missing or just like lackluster. Like his zoom aways are almost silent. There's a few epi- or instances in this episode where. Um, Superman catches the falling billionaire and it's like so totally silent. There's no whoosh sound effects. So it's just like, yeah. this happens now on on the streaming versions and on the DVD. There were just some sound effects missing. It's weird. I don't recall ever hearing his sound effect when he, he has a super hearing gets activated. It's like a little chime. Oh, like a yeah. yeah I, like, I, I like, didn't yeah. catch that before. But yeah, Like no. you're tuning a radio or something almost. That, you know? That's because that's actually a perfect explanation of what it was. I was like, why? What is that sound? And I was like, okay, that's him focusing in on sounds. But yeah, no, he yeah. he saves all the kids. And in Superman fashion, he's upset that they're now going to get put into different homes and they all their presents were burned. He's like, I saved their lives, oh. but Christmas is ruined for them. And it's just like kids I, in the in the orphanage or children's yeah. hospital or both yeah. or the orphanage hospital, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the worst. But no. it, yeah, it's a real bummer. This is the, yeah, this is the next morning that I'm walking down the street. I, I find it hilarious that Lois is super stressed, n- you know, rightfully so about Christmas. But she's like, I think there's gonna be like a total of eight people eventually going to her Christmas dinner. Eventually, like, yeah. Bro, that's me every night, man. Right. Welcome to my life, Lois. <laughs> eight people, come on. This whole time, see, okay, this is this is why planning a wedding is hard right now. But like, <laughs> eight people at a family dinner is nothing to me as well. It's not. It's not just like everyone that lives in the house, like you. But it was just like, sure, you can have like ten or so people over yeah. on a Sunday night. But um, but for Lois, like that is the line being drawn in the sand here. You know, super like, stressed out about it's it. It's tough for her. yeah. Um, I do love Winter Lois here though. Like she's got a little hat and a and a puffy little coat. And and little pins on her thing that I'm sure Clark made her wear, and I'm just like this. <laughs> she looks fucking great. Harry Tatcher, her hair looks great in this episode. It's yeah, just like everything also, about Lois is also another difference. The haircut that uh, didn't have the haircut when I watched it. I thought, okay, all right. Yeah, this there is we go. this is short hair. They made her wear a wig for the first couple episodes of the season that looked awful, and now we've got this, and I'm just like, she looks fucking great. Much better. Um, <laughs> also, just for the prop nerds which is no one, but I have to make a reference that this is the first instance of the new and final Daily Planet letterhead that we see when he grabs a, a newspaper off the um, the stand there. No. Um, anyway, um, the- I do love the idea that, like, this is, he starts talking like, it was weird, like, when I was saving those kids, I, I felt like someone was watching me. Yeah. And she's got the great line of, like, well, you wear that suit, you tend to draw a crowd, you know? <laughs> but, of course, Mixie is up above the Daily Planet globe Watching just, down already. Just, just, just with a big old Kool-Aid smile, man. Yeah. This guy's amazing. Exactly. Um, a, a villain who loves being the villain, who just loves what he's doing. Yeah. And that is like, that is my main criteria for a villain. And it's, it, he's, he's really great in it in this episode. Um, but let's, let's go through the day here mm-hmm. in detail. Let's do take one of the day. Gotcha. They get out of the elevator at the Daily Planet. Immediately, Ralph, this kind of nothing character, comes up to them, drunk as shit, Merry Christmas, gives him a hug, uh, you're the best, or I love you the I most, love you or the whatever, most. <laughs> goes on to the next employee behind them, oh my god, you too, I love you the most. Um, we all know that guy. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> it's There's me. peace talks going on <laughs> on the... <laughs> 
like the idea of, of you every day in a newsroom just being like, hey. <laughs> Peace talks. All right, have a good night, Kevante. Oh, yep. hugs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many inside jokes coming out right now. People are like, what are you talking about, Kevante? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's your, the Santa pod. Santa. Jolly, um, jolly man I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what else have we? We've got LNN. Eastern European peace talks going well. Yep. Very vague about what countries this is. Yeah, are, just that are Eastern European, you know. It's, not, it's 96. Don't we don't need to know. Yeah, fuck you for asking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Lois is really into her corruption story. She thinks yep. it's a Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. Perry paid for this big-ass Christmas Had tree. Had it lifted up the side of the building to get in there. Love that detail. It's insane. That's so cute. Um, the Kents are there out of nowhere. They took an earlier flight. Yep. Um, uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's asking new- Martha on... Uh, dating it on women advice? advice? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. <laughs> because he's dating this rogue scholar, um, Brenda, who was fucking hot as Smoking? shit. Smoking? <laughs> like, yeah. That's what we said in the 90s, right? Smoking. Smoking, yes. Smoking Thank hot. you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, I have to look this girl up real quick. I wanted to do this before. See, this is... I, I, no, I, I looked her up, here. too. Because <laughs> I was like, what have I seen her in? I am such a terrible, terrible podcaster. Give me two no, seconds. No, man. This is, Let me just kill the flow of this is everything. The, this is what they want. Brandy <laughs> Andres. You beat me. Okay. All right. Well, do you have her IMDb up? Born May 25th, 1973 in Long Beach, California, USA, if you didn't know. Long Beach? She's okay. been in Kiss the Girls. She was the beautiful girl. She's in Beverly Hills 90210 in 1998. <laughs> Not a lot, but... Yeah, not much. Okay. She's in the Maybe TV I don't series know her from Clueless. Anything. Wow. She was Maybe girl number that's one. That's I know her from. Baywatch? Oh, probably not she's if she was Fern. girl number one. She's Fern in Baywatch. Oh, nope. Means nothing to me. Yeah. Anyway, she walks in and I'm just like, good for Jimmy. <laughs> there we go, Jimmy. Jimmy might fuck. Um, <laughs> which is an old segment we used to do, which I haven't done in forever, but it does. It applies. You have a segment on your show called Jimmy Might Fuck. He used to be so horny for everybody, and like every episode, it'd be like, I don't know, CK, I'm dating this girl, and I don't know, she's, in, you know, and like, so we were just like, Jimmy Might Fuck, Jimmy Might Fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah. was eight years ago when this podcast started. So <laughs> just a shout out to the old fans. Um, I love the, you know, Lois being like, or the Kent's asking, like, are, are your are your parents coming? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. My parents, thankfully, are not going to be here. Yep. Just as Ellen Lane walks yeah. in and was stood up by her father, or, you know, Sam, Ellen's husband, at whatever resort they were going to. And San- Jonathan offers Santa her a drink. Santa Paolo. Santa Paolo. I think, I think it was. Okay, great. Um, Jonathan offers her a drink, and all three women immediately. She's an alcoholic. Recovering. recovering and i'm like i don't think you need to qualify it with recovery but maybe you did in the 90s maybe i don't know yeah no she she is uh like i was already enjoying the episode that little segment right there i was like yeah this is yeah. this is this is the perfect amount of charm that's gonna <laughs> that, it, like this is this is right up my hallmark christmas loving ass okay this is what i want <laughs> <laughs> which is all this kooky shit happening all at once yeah. and now now i think we have eight for dinner with with Brenda and yep. and Ellen now, so Lois wants to die. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, we we catch up with Mixie just grabbing a grabbing a beer real quick. That's his favorite you, favorite thing about a third dimension is the beer. 
is the beer. Yeah, so so fun. You ever been to the Fifth Dimension? <laughs> My aunt lives in Jersey. Oh, this is worse. Worse than Jersey. You know, a lot of. Them. Oh, 1996. <laughs> did you catch what third dimensional beer they're drinking here? I did not know. It, it's just like a thing from. How did you watch this, by the way? Was it DVD or HBO? HBO Max. Okay, so HD now. It looks beautiful. Blah blah blah. But for you can finally see all these little like jokes and crap props on the show. Yeah. And it's just Hein beer is the label. I'll take a couple of those. I'll try it's it. It's clearly Heineken that's yeah. just covered up with this this <laughs> fake label. But I'm like, oh, that's kind of that's really fun. Does he murder this poor bartender? Uh huh. <laughs> he just snaps him out of existence. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, just like he murdered that dog in his first. In his first oh my scene. god, he did murder the dog. It's terrible. Oh, he's not a fun villain anymore. He's not a good this guy. This man's a monster. Yeah. He deserves whatever fifth dimension punishment he's getting right now. And his murders don't even have a good sound effect. They just, like, disappear into pixie dust. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty pretty friendly way to kill someone, actually. After he's monologued and been like, I was responsible for the fall of Rome. I'm going to be the absolute ruler of absolute everything. Yeah. Um, and I love this idea. It's so it's like very magical thinking to me, but it really works for this episode for yeah. a Christmas episode, an episode of this show where Superman's a symbol of hope. Take mm-hmm. away hope. How do you do that? Take away tomorrow. No tomorrow, no hope. Yeah. Like that is that is clean. That doesn't make any logical sense, but that makes perfect story sense to me. What did you think? No, I I I loved it. I didn't I didn't know how he was gonna go about doing it. Yeah. Fair. Um because it's like, well, you know, how do you take away hope? And literally well, he's you just like think three two three dimensionally. Kevin. Yeah, like, yeah. My three my three D brain is on, not man. ready for this man. Get with it. Yeah. No, it, it, it made perfect sense. He was like, Well, you know, like he got Superman. He's like Superman is a beacon of hope. So he's the only one that can stop me. I need to take hope away. And he's like, How you do that? He's like, you know, just just wait and see. And he snapped well, he just kills the guy. <laughs> Why do you just do that to Superman? I don't know, but... A great question. <laughs> Apparently you have this cataclysmic power. Yeah, that's a great question. Because he, because he wanted to play a game with him. Because we need 40 more minutes. Yeah, this. yeah. 46 minutes yeah. well spent. No, um, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, apparently he's some he's a bit of a trickster and he likes to play pranks and mess with people. And this is a pretty awesome prank to put Superman in. Like, Oh, yeah. To have him in an endless loop where he's watching people he loves lose hope. What other way to hurt him? And just really? be corrupted and be everything yeah. he's not. And yeah. It's great. And then the fact that that's how he beats him by just being hopeful mm-hmm. is even better. So, no. With, I, with fucking Christmas carols. It's so yes. good. No, I, uh, I I absolutely think that's a pretty cool way. Because, you know, the problem that people get with Superman, you know, and you know, talking from my view in a Smallville, mm-hmm. you want her Superman, you got to get something glowing and green. That's the only way you can really do it. Right. It's like, it's I love when people find creative ways to make Superman suffer <laughs> mm-hmm. without having to be as strong as him or just punch him in the face. It's like, this is cutting to the core of him. And, and it'd be great. so lame if this fifth dimensional imp with all this power in the world just like made a big kryptonite Christmas tree or something like that. You yeah. know, it's just like, he's beyond it. He doesn't even think like that. <laughs> he is, he is so far in, in a different mind space that he's come up with this crazy shit. Yeah. And he's going to groundhog day Superman out of existence. Basically. He's, he's a, he's a fifth dimensional troll. <laughs> he's yeah, gonna exactly. mess with Superman, and I love it. Exactly. Um, all right, so Superman's about to go do a bunch of saves. Before that, we get this, I thought, really nice Daily Planet conference room scene where, like, Lois is basically hiding from her parents and or her mother and her responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And um, does, like, this good, kind of expresses she feels too much pressure to enjoy the holidays. And, like, Clark almost apologizes and does, like, a 
what's the line? Sometimes I forget not everyone sees everything the way I do. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so cool in a relationship where it's just like, I'm sure both of us have been the more excited person about something and trying to get our partner oh, involved. Oh, yeah. And they're just like not feeling it that day. And that <laughs> is totally fine. We were the asshole, or you know, or like it, it's not. They don't have to feel the same way we do about it. Yeah, it's like when you show. It's kind of the same thing in a in a smaller sense when you show your partner like something you love, a, a movie or an episode of TV or something that you love, and yeah. they're just like not feeling it, and it's just like that's fine. You know, like this was on me. I'm sorry I put you through this for 40 minutes or whatever. Yeah, 40 minutes is about all we got into the Batman. So, <laughs> I, I I really like uh, the fact that she was like. I don't know if Clark or Lois said it, but one of them said like you look, you see Christmas as like an obligation or like a to do list more than right. like something to enjoy and experience. And I know, definitely as a parent, Christmas became that for a little bit. We're like, oh sure. crap, we just gotta get. We, now we're getting the gifts and so like that. But like over the years, like we kind of like made it more about like you know, it's not necessarily about the gifts. We give gifts on Christmas, but I, I loved hearing having somebody explain, you know, hey, like you know, Christmas can be seen as this big commercial obligation that you just got to do this and got to do that. Or you can sit back and look at for a couple of weeks. Yeah. The whole world just kind of seems to be excited. Right. You and know, just kind of get into the joy. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not the least bit fucking religious, but I love Christmas. I just yeah. like, love that season. We had, um, we had spider Christmas this year where <laughs> we were watching all the Spider-Man movies to gear up for um, the uh, No Way Home, no Way Home release. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the best Christmas I've ever had. This is so <laughs> fun. You know? the, the, the moment, and it's now Christmas is creeping into Thanksgiving territory, which is fine, by the way. Christmas can be all year. I don't care. Screw those other holidays. Anyway, as soon as like you, we see uh, the first commercial with the Jingle Bell, um, Wish You a Merry Christmas, Hershey's Kisses, Bells. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lose my, I lose it. I lose it. Cut about the bells. I lose Where it. Where they now. like ring like yeah. fire bells, yeah. right? I, yeah. I, I lose it. And then I immediately run to Walgreens and get the mint chocolate Hershey's Kisses. And I know it's Christmas. <laughs> it can be See, October I, I 31st. Want the, it's Christmas. I want now. the red and green MMs personally. Oh, man. Same depth. There you go. No, I got you. I got you. That, that, was, that was very Christmas to me as a kid. I remember those commercials being like, yeah, I could go for some MMs right now. Absolutely. This advertisement has worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I have a car and money to do it now. <laughs> Get him anytime I want. I don't care. Um, okay. I like that little scene, but he's off. There's a, there's an alarm at the bank. Yep. He goes to the New Troy Bank, which I think is the first time we see it like this. New Troy, they kind of start establishing as like the state Metropolis is in. Okay. In the comics, I think it's like a district, like Manhattan. Okay. But they start using New Troy as if it like it's Metropolis comma new troy so gotcha that starts popping up in, in this latter half of the show um but he he foils a bank robber um just by like picking up the car basically and and giving him over to the police really like there's nothing yeah. too which is crazy all here superman needs to do yeah like exactly with a guy like this show hey Stop the car it's, from going. Get out of the it's car. It's as quick as it possibly could I be. I love it. I have things to do. I'm not trying to destroy the city. I just need to stop this guy from right. robbing the bank. I'm also not trying to hurt this guy robbing the bank. Yeah. Just like, you're done, police. There you go. Here's a guy falling. He goes and catches him. Yep. He, of course, is the famous multi-billionaire Willard. Willard? Hold on. Willard. <laughs> Willard B. Caldwell. Will follow you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, he heard the bank alarm. He went out onto his terrace. The railing gave out. He offers Superman a, a reward, but Superman's like, no, 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 no. I couldn't possibly. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, and Mixie is watching him through all of this. Taking notes. So much. Yes. I love that he is actually like taking notes with like Bill, big fucking quill yeah. pen. <laughs> People seem to like him. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. He seems nice about things. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jotting that down. Um, but we get back into the elevator, and that's when Mixie appears with a mm-hmm. giant fucking clock in his hand. One of those middle school, you're looking to rating for, rating for the day to be over clock. The hungover yeah, the exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm never going to remember. Who, who is the, the rapper that wears the giant clock? Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Sorry. The big Flavor Flav clock. Big, big Flavor Flav clock. <laughs> that's what's happening here. We get the reveal. We get the name. He mm-hmm. spells it. I love um, Mr. Mixius Pidlick. It's spelled the usual way. Anyway. You know, that's such a great little... That's what I'm saying. Like, he is chewing awesome. his scenes. Yes. He's having a blast. And you kind of have to if you're going to be this wacky of a character. Right. If you're going to be this imp. This, yeah. like, you know, six-foot imp that comes into love the it. show. So good. Um, but I also love the idea that, like, again, it's a villain enjoying... The villainy thing. He's like, the games are about to begin, so I thought we'd do the formal intro thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good fucking luck. And <laughs> the elevator doors open, and it's immediately as it was in the beginning. Like, yep. Lois has a line when she comes out of the elevator every Something time. Something is going like, to be murder. Traffic traffic on Christmas Eve is going to be murder. Yeah. I think. Excellent. Like I love that type of thing in either a time travel episode mm-hmm. or a Groundhog's Day situation like this, where it's just like, you need those audio and visual cues of like, we're I, back to one. I can't think of the title of the movie, but I think it has Amy Smart and Zach from Saved by the Bell. And she's in a similar loop. And the loop starts when she gets, she slips and falls in the mall. And every time there's a lady leaning over, she says, <laughs> she, she says I spritzed you and you passed out. The same way every time. She hit her with like a little bit of like her perfume and she falls out. But oh, you funny. hear that like six or seven times in the movie. So like it's just something we I'll randomly be like, I spritzed you and you passed out. But it, it's effective. Yep. Because it's just it makes quick, you good storytelling. And you know, okay, I'm back in that scene. Let me pay attention. Let me see what's different. Yep. And they do they do such a great job. This is such a good episode, man. I, I also love that the first time this happens, him coming out of the elevator and like stopping is the act out, is the oh shit. It's just yeah. like Yes, like this is a new realm of fucked for him, you know. Like so, here we go. Um, take two. Peace talks are kind of fucked. Yeah, the tree is meh. Perry yeah. is meh. Yeah. Um, she's a little I bit love... concerned about her paper this time. Yeah, she's not her... super into it. Yeah, I I love Perry uh, Lane Smith's line reading of Oh, Clark, your parents are here. He ro- like, he's rolls just... his eyes and everything. <laughs> Your parents so, are here, you know. Those, those assholes over here, you know. Yeah. And I love that. Is it Brenda? Yes. Her. Immediately. Her, her, her becoming like more and more of just like a hoe <laughs> as this goes on. Apparently when you lose hope, you just get horny. I don't know what's going it's on. It's a pretty. Well, it, that's my whole thing. Like, it's pretty woman in reverse. Like nobody declines. <laughs> As quickly as Brenda does here, but it's just the fact that she's a nothing character. Yeah. So we get to play like really big on where she falls. Ralph just like gets, immediately yeah. here, she's kind of an asshole and, and a little. Yeah. She's in a see-through top, not terrible, but it's just like it's a little more provocative. And then at the end, you're right. Her hair is 
huge and she's just i think she's coming on to ralph or like you know yeah like well, propositioning she's coming on, him yeah, or whatever. yeah yeah ralph was getting it from everybody by the end of this episode yeah true but yeah ralph is a little bit more drunk a little bit more loud probably had his first vodka martini ever you know um <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah and I, I i love that clark immediately like you know he's like seeing everything's happening but i love that he's like he talks to lois as if he expects her to know what's going on too yeah. He's like, oh crap, it must just be me. <laughs> like I love that he was like, surely she is clever enough to see something's wrong here, you know? Because like he doesn't worry about everybody else. He's not like my mom and dad. He's like, no, and he's like, well, Lois, she would see this. She should she should know this. But like I, I love too this like first scene. He starts predicting things and like Martha's like, What are you psychic? Yeah. He starts, you know, Jimmy brings up women just like randomly at first, and Clark's like, ah, because you're dating a woman named Brenda, and you should totally invite her over for dinner tonight and like lois almost like tries to stop she, him she like, <laughs> corrects his tie because she doesn't want to know yeah. she, she's so good <laughs> that's how she like covers and saves herself and then there's this awesome you know we don't praise dean kane here but there's a good <laughs> acting moment for him where he's just like yeah brenda of course and oh look there she is now and everybody looks at the elevator as she walks in it's yeah. just like fucking that, perfect that is yeah he he i, I can't find myself being like you can like this, but you gotta you gotta put it in perspective. Yeah, Dante. you can't like him, <laughs> but th- that's that's the rule on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's my rule. Can't like him, you can love a Superman. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, we also didn't mention last time, but like, I guess they had a bad harvest. The Kents, so the yeah. crops failed. Well, but he was like, "Hey, the banks always had our back. We're gonna be good. Must be nice." What's that? I yeah, don't, I yeah, don't know. That does, I don't think that exists anymore. It doesn't. Not, <laughs> Couldn't possibly. Maybe in 1996, but definitely not in 2022. Right? <laughs> yeah. To the point where I was like, all right, an adult's going to have to explain this to me because I don't think a bank's just going to give a <laughs> farmer whose crops are failing yeah, dude, all, of his, all of his lost wages. <laughs> we know you too. You guys are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> I love the Clark. And he has bad cholesterol. Cholesterol. Yeah. So like, that's happening. Anyway, continue. Uh, I sorry. love that Clark's like, hey, mom, don't you know, you don't have to fly if you don't want to. Like, me you know he's like i can come get you i love that like no it's fine um quote unquote superman air they've called it in a few episodes i love that that's pretty nice and then uh he is already expecting the bank well he's like oh the bank's being robbed again yes <laughs> yeah like, he, oh, just like what bank <laughs> he 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 kind of tries to explain to lois but he doesn't have time because and he's like oh god and there's the bank alarm again and she's like shouldn't you go and it's like i guess yeah you know, like, i all- guess that's also, really fun. That's also something I'm sure they I'm sure it's somewhere. If I say it, someone's like, oh, it's in this show or this movie. An annoyed Superman, <laughs> but still willing to do his job is hilarious. <laughs> yep. This type of like and, and this is just a perfect, a perfect version of it. Too, yeah, because right? at one point he's like, I'm kind of tired of doing it too. It's like he, so he knows something's wrong, but it's just like, yeah, that's the only move I can make still, even yep. though this is all fucked. Anyway. Um, he stops the bank robber, but the bank robber's like, why bother? Judges and Metropolis are soft. I mean, it's going to try again in a few hours. Yeah, no. He's, I'll get out in a couple hours, and I'll try again, or someone else will. And, and then that comes the, the, the age-old thought. Even with the softest judges, I mean, we can have the <laughs> softest of soft judges. Why still try Metropolis? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like. I'm sure Winnichi, Washington has just as similar <laughs> soft judges and probably easier banks to rob. And Superman's not going to get there in and time. And he's not going to be there because yep. it's Winnichi, Washington. 
Yep, it's a good call. <laughs> it's a very fair point. Um, <laughs> which, he catches... Which sorry, is a ahead. real place. <laughs> it's a real place. Look at I up. had to imagine because I'm like, there's no way you pulled that name out of nowhere <laughs> that quickly. Um, real quick, he, he saves the billionaire again and is just like, don't worry, I don't need a reward. And the, the guy's like, no fucking shit, you don't need like... Just because I'm a fantastically super rich, yeah. which is the only way I want to describe myself if I ever make it. Excellent. Honey, I, I'm, I'm so, yes. Yeah. Honey, we are fantastically rich now. <laughs> Joining us in this show, in this episode, fantastically rich, Cavante Chillis. Yeah. Uh, perfect. I love that he's walking away and he turns to Santa and just like, get a real job. <laughs> what, what a dick. I love how quickly the billionaire falls because that yeah. feels authentic to me. Yeah. Um, and then back in the elevator and we go again. Like mm-hmm. I like that Mixie doesn't doesn't intervene. He just kind of lets lets Clark chill in it for a second, you know? This time, Ralph, still drunker, but the tree this time, it, ha- has it been Sucks. downgraded yet to just like the one he found in his basement yet? I think this is the basement one. Yeah, and then like later on, there's like a Charlie Brown tree. He, of, like, he, he's like, I picked it up from know? the lot down the street. Right. Oh, that's this one. Yeah, I picked that's it up from this. the lot down. Yeah, because the first time he had to lift it up the side of the building, the second time he had to pull it through the freight elevator. Yes. This time he just grabbed it Excellent. from the lot down the street. <laughs> this is a viewer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I take my podcasting extremely seriously. <laughs> I do love that the this is the second time this has happened, or this is the. Yeah, second rewind. He immediately scurries Lois into the conference yeah. room. Yeah. And tries to show her what's going on and time freezes and that's when Mixie pops in of just like, "So, you having fun?" you know. Talk about statuesque, which I love. I love Terry Hatcher just happens to like physically not move, but she's still very clearly moving. She's doing her best, man. She's doing pretty good, but the fact that they like did the old practical freezing of the screen with Ralph getting hit with the eggnog Yes. But they decided like, to say, Terry, you just stand there because it's costly. Because too much Mixie has to, to walk around, around you. Yeah. But also stand there with your arms out holding yeah. a thing. Like there are easier ways to pose her so that she doesn't have to be like di- looking directly have, ahead. Yeah, have and, her sitting with her head slightly turned away from the right. shot. You know, like don't sitting is an excellent point. Yes. Yeah, don't give have her, her a stand. give her a break. Yeah. It's tough. How many takes did that take? Right. <laughs> but yeah, and this is where he's basically I guess he's kind of letting Clark, no. Like, this is what's happening. This is the plan. Mortals who don't have tomorrow, they fall apart real quick. Creatures who live in three-dimensional time are really funny like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, too, that, um, like, he tries, to, Clark tries to grab him, and he just turns into roses, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I'm uh, 5D, baby, which to you might as well be magic. And, I'm like, that's yeah. perfect, quick comic explanation of what's going on here. Yeah. that This is why folks, Superman can't just punch me. Right. <laughs> Even though he really wants to by this point. And like, so, but we, we, it, he still does have interact. Does he have interactions in, or is he just watching people have worse interactions? He, they point? go back outside and they have interactions and like Perry's super depressed. Ellen is drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the banks are not going to help the Kents. Um, Brenda gave up her scholarship and yeah, her Lois scholarship. cheers, cheers is to collapsing peace talks. Gotcha. So like, that's where we are. It is honestly the whole idea of like taking away tomorrow and hope is kind of a perfect metaphor to, for the quarantine that we all just went through. Yeah, yeah. Where we all kind of slowly went through this. Seeing seeing people being depressed and hearing about peace talks needing to happen between warring countries was just like Ugh. 
Whew, man, I feel I feel seen. <laughs> yeah. So Lois and Clark, way too prescient. He has to go back to the bank. Is this the one yep. where he just stops him in the car before he even gets there and he crushes the gun? I don't even think we oh, – do we see it here? Yeah, I guess you're right. He starts pointing shit out to mm-hmm. Lois and, like, before he leaves, he, like, does, like, a super drawing of, yes. of Howie Mandel. Which is, which is a great, beautiful. great super drawing. And uh, is, like – Look up like gnomes yeah. and imps and shit and figure out how to get rid of them. Get on that gateway computer in the cow <laughs> box and get me some information. Gate- <laughs> With your AOL free box. trial. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Get the AOL CD ROM out yes. and, and boot it up. And then and we're going to need to. You're going to block all the phone lines, but it's okay. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right, though. Like, this is where Superman, he, he does, the bank robber doesn't even get out of the car. Yeah, he gets there early. Yeah, he just crushes the gun and is like. You know, and the bank robbers, I'm just, I didn't know what to do. Tomorrow's Christmas. Oh, that remains to be seen. What? <laughs> Nothing. <you know? laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, bro, even if you were able to rob that bank successfully on Christmas Eve in Metropolis with Superman, you trying to like, I mean, it's like Turbo Man, find some toys at the last say, second. Like, what are you doing? You've got to pull an Ocean's Eleven. Then you got to go right into a jingle all the way. Yeah. And then have Christmas. Like, that sucks. Dude. And if you could pull it off, then, I mean, g- good, good going, but... Chances? No, man. Not, not great. Did you get fired the day before? Like, what are you <laughs> waiting for, man? <laughs> um, I do like that in this, like, it's, it's, this is take four, and Lois is already kind of on our team. She's a little reluctant, but, like, she's up in the research lobby of the Daily Planet, mm-hmm. which we never go to, but I guess has good catalogs on imps. Um, <laughs> yeah, she does learn a lot very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Um, but she sees, like, Jonathan and Martha bickering and depressed, mm-hmm. which is not, never happens. Ellen drinking and hitting on Ralph and yeah. Perry crying about not getting to be Santa for his kids. Oh, man. <laughs> Lucky only one of them ended up in prison. Oh, so funny. Um, and in this one already, Caldwell the billionaire committed suicide or tried to. Yeah. Yeah. We, he we, jumped. Yeah, we find out that it wasn't a railing getting away. Jesus Christ. But he still yelled help on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about that. <laughs> Because that's what you do when you live in Metropolis. You just yell help and you know Superman's going to show up. Because whatever, yeah. Just try but, the but, odds. Yeah, it's just it's it's a bummer. And like Clark comes back and Lois is just like, I looked at some books, but I don't I don't know. Clark. You know like, he's, I'm tired. You know, like yeah, just, so. everyone looks exhausted at this point. Yeah. Um, is um, this where Jonathan has the heart attack? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Terrible. <laughs> and when that happened my thought process was like man if this continues to go on like we got to see it five times right if right. this what oh, well we, this is take four yeah, yeah so yeah what yeah. would be happening the seventh eighth ninth time you know like how much worse would this have gotten if he didn't figure out how to stop him he just instantly dies you know oh they my, walk yeah. in and everyone in the cor- the room is dead just dead yeah that is like the worst fate superman can ever have truly Truly. That's why this episode's great, because you really feel like Superman is getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and it's a great plan, because we've done this three times, and Jonathan's already dead, and Mixie takes this moment to be like, get it? You know, yeah. like, so either you leave Earth, and I return tomorrow and rule everybody, or we just keep doing this forever, you know? Dude, what a dick. Like, I just wanted to, like, and, like, I love, he's like, No. He's like, I love these people, which is why I'm not going anywhere. And it's like, the theme comes in with yes. the music. He's, he stiffens Fucking up. You know what great. I'm saying? He, he gets a little stern look. I'm like, yes, that's Superman. I love it. Yep. 
for once too, like I thought Terry's bad frozen acting was just what it was, but turns out she was like Lois had bad frozen acting, and yeah. she's thawed somehow too. Oh, I just love that. by virtue of knowing, you're supposed to be frozen by virtue of knowing what's going on. I guess <laughs> yeah, like that kind of breaks the spell of it. Well, he says she's like, you're supposed to be frozen. She said, "Well, I guess I thawed," which is like right. clap back. Love that. But when Clark's like, "Yo, how did you do this?" She's like, y- "Your hope." I guess I remembered it from the last loop. And it's like, right. okay, so now they realize that hope and hope and inspiration can break them out of the loop. Right, because this, like, take five, that's what I mean here, where, like, it, because she knows about it, she, she has hope, take five, they redo it again, and she's instantly, like, on board, I know what's going on, you need to get him to say his name backwards, which is, yeah. which is straight out of the comic book, too, which okay, is just, cool. like, I love how into it they are. Can, um, can you say your name backwards? Tam. <laughs> Etnovic. <laughs> I was just curious how often people say their names backwards. <laughs> I have to tell you too that like um like all day at work I've got a headphone in. Mm-hmm. So I've got Siri telling me when I get texts from people. Yeah. And for you it's Kevin. Oh yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me, I hear that all the time. It's great. It's great. It's so fun. <laughs> um anyway, he he's like, all right. We know what's going on now. Mm-hmm. You're on my team. We've got four hours to restore hope, but I'm fucking Superman. We can do this. Yeah. Let's go. You work here on everybody we love. I'm going to go do it to the world. <laughs> Check in with the bank robber. I love he. The bank robber's walking up. Superman walks out of the bank, and the bank robber literally goes, oops, yeah. and turns whoops. and tries to leave. <laughs> with the gun still showing. He has the handkerchief He's ready to still- pull up his face. He's still zipping up the coat to hide his gun as his family his kids are coming up. But it's just like, oh, wow, Clark got <laughs> this man a job. As the head of security, which maybe someone willing to rob a bank isn't necessarily mentally unstable or whatever, but probably shouldn't be the probably head of security, security for a bank. Yeah. And he's going to make, in 1996, an entire $13.50 an hour. And he's going to be able to support his family. <laughs> and he's going to be fine. He's going to do gonna great. super duper fine. <laughs> So, all's well that ends well there. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Lois at the Daily Planet has the Kents meditating, and yes. she's giving Brenda a makeover into yes. how she was before, essentially. So, all all good there. What's going on with Mr. Caldwell? Caldwell. Is he, he's not, he didn't jump this time, did he? Yeah, it's weird. My, my note here is, I guess he just got him. Like, I guess Superman yeah. just, like, flew up and He must have caught him, back caught him off screen, apparently. And brought him to the Daily Planet. Superman comes into Perry's office and is like, I've got a billionaire who's going to replace the gifts for all these orphans. Like, he he brings Perry the newspaper from the night before. And I love Perry being like, do you have a problem with the story or something? You know, like, yeah. What, what is this? Uh, and he's like, uh, there's going to be a billionaire here. There are kids coming. They're going to get their presents. But I was wondering if you would help us, Perry. And he gives him a box and it's a Santa Claus costume. And it's just like, this is so... So cute to me. They come out screaming that Santa's there. They're not at all impressed by Superman. They saw him the night before, but Santa's there. Mm-hmm. But like, we're still running out of time. So what are we gonna yeah. do? We're gonna try some Christmas carols, aren't we? <laughs> and Lois starts, and everybody looks at her like, "What the hell are you doing? What the fuck are you doing with your dark the halls?" Yeah, and then like a good awkward ten seconds of silence goes by. She's like, "Fa la la la," everyone gets into it, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> but even even uh, Howie, even Howie's like, what are, what are you guys doing? 
What the shit is this? What yeah, exactly. You you think like in in, in a in a few minutes it's gonna start over. And it's so like Scrooge of him when he goes around trying to, and Grinch, I guess too. Yeah. He's trying to bum everybody out. It's just like you're gonna lose your farm and die. What you're about, an alcoholic. You know. Like, what about your crippling debt? It's like dude. exactly. <laughs> your sons fucking hate you. <laughs> You have a gambling addiction, or I don't know. Everybody's have everybody, and they all just like laugh in his face because there's like nothing. To, it's just, it's cute. It's it's really fun. And then of course, you know, Santa's giving out all the gifts. Santa mm-hmm. Perry, but there's one gift left, and it's for Mister. Do we have a, a Mixie? Mister Mixie is Pitley, which he is super excited. It's so adorable. Because I don't think, like, you know, he's hamming it up this whole scene because he's, like, totally. trying to mess with people. Like, hey, you want a drink? You know, to, <laughs> to Lois' mom. He's like, oh, you know, hey, hey. what about your 10 acres of worthless seed? And then he's like, oh, is that a gift for me? Like, at first I thought he was just kind of going along with it. But, no, he right. was genuinely. He's no, so he's good. into it. He's like, I've never he's, he's, before. <laughs> he is on every every spectrum of excitement in this scene. It, it's my favorite scene for him as an actor. Like, it's, it's so really good. fun. He's so good. But yeah, no, he gets it. And like, it, it's 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 clever. You see it coming, but it's still effective. We're like, Superman's like, totally. Well, well, who, who, what's on the card? Like, oh yeah, I never had never gotten a card before. This is so exciting. Oh my god, excuse like, me. Yeah. Okay, well, who's it from? Oh my god, that's right. There's a, someone gave it to me. And then he said, but the only thing about the scene is when he does say his name, and he realizes he's like, oh, rats. Like yes, like like he didn't make a huge point about saying how you know how much energy it takes. To yeah, it's kind of like a oh, darn, which, you know, which means like <laughs> I'll be back. Like just gotta get some more energy. It's like right. How do you stop this? immortal fifth dimensional being <laughs> it's also i've always wondered this my voice is just going away <laughs> with hope goes my voice um i've also always wondered with with mixie in like comics and, and other things and in this too where it's just like if you know how you're gonna be banished like the minute you get the second syllable out of your name in reverse you should like full stop you should know what's yeah. going on i'm sure there's a comic that does that but i've never seen that happen and it's just like also, also with like with like like with my okay like for example ttam you may read that and not oh that's my name backwards my name backwards is so obvious it's my name backwards i was sure. like this is my name backwards you know because it's, exactly. it's just a random assortment of letters <laughs> his right. name is even more random <laughs> even more random an assortment of letter and like his he reads it out it's kill tip sixum Wow. But I'm like, the minute you get to kill tip like full stop you know like there should yeah. be a little red flag going up of like oh fuck I gotta stay here. But whatever. We live in a comic book world. Yeah. Can't happen. Off he goes. He explodes into nothingness. The tree, like, explodes Grinch style. Dude, it's hilarious. Because it it's bursts into into branches. For 96 television, it was an amazing effect. I thought like, it was I really thought good. it was pretty well done, all things considered. And um yeah, and like suddenly peace talks of like it's happening. It's happening. Treaty is signed. Treaty is signed. Merry yep. Christmas. Everyone's just doing great. <laughs> Sam or, Sam Lane arrives. Yeah, where were you at? <laughs> I guess didn't stand. He's just like, oh, when I got back to the hotel, they said you had gone. And so, so it's just like, <laughs> just a classic miscommunication, you know? Oh man, if we only had cell phones, <clears throat> but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and I, you know, all the kids are getting gifts, and you know, the kids are kissing, and Ralph is sober, <laughs> and like it's just like, I don't. It's 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 a sweet Hallmark slash Lois and Clark ending. And I don't know, man. I, it, it was it was amazing. Their last lines together, or Lois. I feel like I can see everything through your eyes, mm. Clark. 
then you're the lucky one because I'm looking at you. Lame, corny as shit. Oh, fucking loved it. You are talking absolutely to the... perfect, bro. I am the biggest cornball man. If I if if <laughs> that's if, why if I, love I the was show. if I was getting ready to get married, and I had to write a vow, you I'm still in it. I I have been worried about this for the past you know month and a half of my engagement, where I'm just like, how do I not a steal from Lois and Clark? Be sound as corny as this, and like, what what is the perfect level for a vow? Like, I'm I'm so fucked, but you'll well, get a draft eventually, I'm sure. I've, I've already told you what I thought you should have said when you proposed. What was that? Wait. <laughs> the mat and the cat. That sounds really good together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you call her vengeance and ride off on motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and with that, yeah, <laughs> we have ended Lois and Clark's the new podcast of Superman Christmas trio, I guess. Yeah, trilogy. It's crazy. That was so fun. That that was genuinely love that episode. Um, I'm 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 so glad you did. Like it is, it's a quality episode of a questionable quality show. <laughs> well, as a person that watches a lot of shows that have questionable quality, I will tell you, <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorites I've watched. Man, <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad, dude. Can I can I ask you a couple questions? Yeah, sure. What's up? Okay, so is this a good episode for Lois, Miss Lois Lane? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I think that she's able to break out of a trance that she wasn't supposed to be able to. She's key in getting Clark and Superman their information they need to help to yep. beat this guy. Yeah. And she basically does a lot of the heavy legwork with a lot of the personal relationships by knowing them personally and fixing a lot of issues while Superman was out dealing with people in the world. I'm saying I'm right there with you. For a second, I wanted to say no because she's like kind of in, you know, in um, no hope land for a lot of it. But... Like, the minute she believes the love of her life, yeah. she's out of it. Which is, you know, like, that that's their relationship. The minute one of them gets the other one on board or, like, they see how important something is to the other, someone tells them some, like, one of them tells each other something that sounds impossible. Yeah. They trust it. And from then on, they believe it. Like, I just love how solid their relationship is with that type of thing. And this is a great example. Yeah. And it's 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 wild to think, you know, even more looking into this. Clark has seen his dad die. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Lois, I need you to fix this while I go do those things. Like he trusted her. Yep. When he saw everything that could go Excellent. wrong. You know? Excellent point. Yes. He's still willing to go out there because he trusts Lois, his wife, to take care of those things. So yeah, man, she's she's super pivotal. Like he could not have done this without her. Yep. Because yep. he probably it is and, part of the comfort of this show to me is how solid their relationship is. And, and, and exactly, like, they trust each other completely. You tell me I'm in the time loop, great. What do I have to look up, and, you know? And last point about Lois is just, I wonder how, because, you know, at, at the point when she breaks out of her trance, that's when Clark, you know, kind of stands up and says, no, I'm not going anywhere. But he still couldn't, he still had no idea what to do. It was right. Lois breaking out of it that gave him, like, that chance that he needed. So yeah. without her, who knows? He would have been watching this loop for a lot longer. And the day is legitimately saved by the both. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. They both defeat a fifth dimensional imp. Was this, this is going to be a hard one to, to, I always ask what, was this a good episode for Clark? Was this a good episode for Superman? This is a hard one to differentiate, but was this a good episode for in glasses and a tie Clark Kent? Because I love Christmas as much as this, I, I, I can't say no. Because he was just trying to keep the spirit going. He was super welcoming on a holiday to people who needed to spend Christmas with people. 
Uh, yep. My family has done it for uh, some of our friends that don't have family. You know, Nashville's a very transient city. So for holidays, yep. sometimes they don't have a place to go. Our house is always open to them. So I felt that. Um, but yeah, no, Clark being willing to, even even at even at Lois is kind of like begrudging this about like, I don't want all these people. It's like, you know, but this is what we do. Like it's Christmas. Right. We're bringing family and friends over because that's what we do. So it's that was totally my family too, where yeah. we had we had you know twenty people there that that we wanted there, and then we had some affectionately called strays that yeah. you know, just needed a place to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, so I I, I think I think so. Um, I think he tried to keep the keep the spirit going for Christmas and his excitement about it. Yeah, cool. I totally agree. Was this a good episode for Superman? I'm gonna I'll lead with this one and say. Though he didn't do anything hugely super heroic, he's not stopping a missile or anything like that. Yeah. Like, yes, Superman single-handedly through a couple actions restored enough hope to Metropolis. Yeah, no, that he made enough that he made a difference here. Like he uses the persona of Superman very well in this episode to to the ends that he needs. You know, uh, recently when you and I got to, to to hang out IRL, as the kids say. Um, <laughs> As my kids say, uh, they we watched 1979 Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Yes, and I was blown away by how much I enjoyed that movie without them having to do the traditional blockbuster things like huge fights and lasers and set. Like I was like, I just was really into that, and I was kind of yep. like, man, I should really care more about movies that don't blow up all the time and do all these crazy <laughs> things, right? Which not saying I don't, but you know, it's just in the world we live in now, everything's doing yeah, that. Yeah. You know? We just got a Morbius movie. Like, you know, everybody's doing that now. And so I don't think I've enjoyed watching Superman do more Superman things than I have in this episode. Like I was really kind of blown away by like he did he didn't need to like do anything crazy. He just right. had to like talk to a dude. Because clearly when you meet all these people, even the criminal they're just desperate people. Right. The only evil guy in this episode was Howie. So, like, he gets to this guy and he's like, well, I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm desperate. I'm lost. He's like, hey, let me help you. Like, that's Superman to me, that, that's, you know? You're absolutely right where it's like he's not stopping anything. He's saving people. Yeah. He's, and that, he's is, be, that is the core. He's being a hero, not a defender. You know what I'm saying? So. And and what is a better way to restore hope? Like, yeah. fucking, fucking perfect. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, I, I, I think this is a great episode for Superman. Like yep. one of my favorites I've seen him across a lot of Superman movies and shows I've seen, you know? <laughs> yep. And it just has to be played by fucking Dean Kane, man. <laughs> I know, I know. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But yeah, no, it's 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 uh, obviously it's my favorite. Yeah. Um and last question. What was your favorite Lois and Clark like relationship moment m- moment between the two of them? Uh man, well, you know, I don't want to possibly take from you what you're going to say in your Go ahead. Your vowels. The, the guest the la- always the goes la- first. The last line, you know? <laughs> but um, not taking the last line, which is fantastic. I do love the little moment where Lois is like, don't invite him. She grabs his chest, but then she kind of fixes the tie to save it. That is the most married, realistic thing I've ever seen on television. Like, yep. silently disagreeing in front of people, but not being able to let people know you're disagreeing <laughs> is an art. Okay? In 14 years in a marriage, you, you, you see it when you see it. You can call it out. <laughs> To signal to your partner yeah. of like, fuck this no. while you're going like, yes, this. Yeah, yeah. this is great, but don't do that. Yeah, no, I love to, that. To never, <laughs> never in a million years are we going to do that. <laughs> um, That is a great, that is a great little like just real life moment. Yeah. Um, For me to like another real life moment we talked about it is just is him, you know, her feeling the pressure to enjoy things and him accepting that and kind of like 
you know, verbally releasing her from that pressure. Like yeah. saying like, it's okay. You had a different upbringing than me. Oh my God. So important in relationships. Duh. Yep. <laughs> so important to learn that. You have different life experiences. Yeah. You have, that's made you into a different human being. Yep. And that's totally fine. Yep. It's beautiful. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Kev. Yeah. Thank you so much. Dude. Of course. When people miss you and want to hear more from you, where can they find you? You can hear this cackle. Um, and it is, there's, <laughs> it's a lot of cackling. Uh, on a very particular podcast, I've had a very particular show, a little-known property, a Green Arrow on a CW, called Always Always Holding the Arrow, where me and the better podcaster, my co-host Lance Laster, <laughs> talk about all the things that make Arrow, Arrow. You can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod, or you can find me on Twitter talking about random stuff, just 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 thirst-tweeting everybody. Um, and if you do follow me, I'll follow you back, and I will like everything you post. <laughs> I will give you those dopamine hits, because I'm all about it, but... Um, that's at chill us, C H I L L underscore U S is how you pronounce my last name. And if you want to hear me talk about something I'm really nerdy about a new podcast, <laughs> because you're not at <laughs> all not nerdy, about, nerdy Arrow. about Arrow yeah, 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 yeah. or Hallmark Christmas movies, which you also get, or, or you're, yeah, or always hold on to the MCU, always on, on MCU on always on Smallville's Patreon. Yep. I'm basically a whore on podcast, man. I'll be on I'll, all over. I'm, it. I'm all over it, man. Um, always home to star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, the big one uh, with me and my co-host, Chris Fuchs. We are going to go through uh, all the new Disney canon Star Wars. Please save your booze for later. And then we'll talk about <laughs> things that we love about Star Wars also on that. It's, uh, it's a very much a love fest of Star Wars. As of this recording, you and I have been talking about the fact that you're going to do this podcast for months. Yes. I have yet to hear it. I could not be more fucking excited. Can I? And it, it, let, let's just like get this on air now. Yeah. Where do you fall in The Last Jedi? Yay, nay. Yay. 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 <laughs> and that's going to, I've lost all credibility to most Star Wars fans. But when we yeah. get there in the year 2033, I will tell you why. If you need another yay in your corner, I'm just over here in Metropolis. I'm, I'm I, a Superman air flight away. I am going to probably need you because I'm pretty sure my co It's going to get ugly. <laughs> And someone who already said they want to be on it as well, that we both know, Zach, are not. Fucking. They're very nary. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to need a tag I have partner. kept my powder dry with Zach on this <laughs> for, for well, it's it's really, I rewatched it a couple months ago, ago and I was like, oh shit, it's my favorite new one. Okay, yeah. I had no, I saw it in the theaters, fucking hated it, and then like just had a totally sober night where I watched it, and I'm like, shit, it's great. So... <laughs> It's gonna be a fun rewatch, then, man. Yeah, yeah. But of course, so, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're gonna not to not to invite myself, but like we talked about maybe another option too. But like that's the episode I'd love to be on. Of course, you got it. I you will. Got it. I will come ready to fight in your corner. I promise. Yeah, appreciate that. Cool. In the meantime, everybody, thank you for listening. You found the show. Find me on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. As always, uh, Merry Miximus to all. And for Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, I've been Matt Truex with the cold and losing his voice. And I've been Cavante Chillis without a cold. Folk off, everybody. <laughs> Merry Maximus. <laughs> Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis. 